My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And I, I got to tell you something about all this counting that's going on with the votes. As you know, that like there's a recount of most of the votes. And in Georgia, we have an audit going on right now for our votes. I, I got to tell you, I, I experienced something similar to this, to this whole election <laughs> debacle with mm-hmm. counting and stuff. When I was at the University of Georgia, I was, and this was like back in the dark ages when I was there, but I was the rush chairman for Zeta Tau Alpha, okay? And people are not going to believe this, but we used to not have computers. So we had this, like, you know how you would put up a sheet on the wall and then you have like a projector? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had one of those. And what would happen is all summer you get what is called recs, recommendations. And if you have a kid that's going to college and who's been through fraternity or mainly more for sorority rush, you're constantly trying to get recommendations from people who are in other sororities. And basically recommendations just have the picture and it's kind of like a resume of, you know, the girl and what they've done and where they went to school and grade point average, just so you always kind of, when you meet them, you sort of know something about them. Well, back in the old days, they would mail them to the rush chairman's house and they would be a picture and then all kind of the information of their bio. And we would have to cut it out, put the picture, paste with a glue stick, put the picture on one side and then put the information on the other side. And so we would f- put the picture up there, flip it over on the old projector, and then their stats would be projected up there when we were meeting. Stats, meaning height, weight? No, 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 no. But like grade point average, where they went to high school, what activities they were involved in. And so people would take notes because you wanted to... F- you know, when the girl came in through Rush, it was just this really expansive thing at UGA, at any big SEC school, huge Rush. So I was the Rush chairman and I came home for the summer. And as all college students do when they come home for the summer, I was more interested in partying. Boys. Yeah, and partying and going out and being with my friends. B. And so B. So these wrecks would just come to our mailbox at my house. Like, I'm not even kidding, 50, 75 a day. And I had Nana, like, on the glue stick, (laughs) putting the pictures on, doing the stats. I was trying to do it, trying to keep up. But, I mean, they were coming in faster than I could keep up. I mean, just coming in and coming in and coming in. And, I mean, I wouldn't wake up some days till, like, 1 o'clock, you know. And I was a little shaky. I wasn't my best self. So, I just, at the end, I had this whole stack of them. That had not been produced. That had not been produced and properly procured. So, I mean, I just started gluing and slapping. (laughs) I don't know if like some of the girls' pictures were messed up with other girls' stats. And I'm not going to tell y'all what year I was there because I'm afraid I'm going to get audited. Like Zeta's going to get audited. You know, if you didn't get into the sorority at that time, was it because we thought you were Jane, who was not a good girl, and you were actually Bonnie, who was really a good girl? It was a mess. But my point to this is sometimes projects can just be overwhelming. Like, have you ever gotten into a project and it's just overwhelming? And I think that's what's happening with these votes. Like, if you're sitting at a desk, and this is very important, and I understand it, and you've got your little gloves on, and you think you're caught up, and you're in the little counting facility for the votes, and then all of a sudden, Jim comes over and just dumps like... Kind of like laundry with the kids. <laughs> Seriously. Like 30,000 more ballots on your desk. Yeah, Jim, please. You're just like, wait, what am I getting paid to do this? And the paper cuts. Can you oh my gosh. Can you imagine? You got to, and now it's COVID and you got to lick your finger and then touch the ballot. Do you have to take your little glove off to lick your fingers so they're not sticking together? And are they sticking together? And like you think Jim voted Democrat, but Bonnie voted Republican. I just, it really brought me back <laughs> to that place where sometimes you take on a project and it's too much. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who like raised their hand and were like, you know what? I would love to volunteer in this election. And, and they thought they were going to work from yeah. 7A to 7P on yeah. the The counting the third. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, I'll be a counter. Sure. You know, never thinking that they're just going to be there all night and all day. Just counting and counting and counting. And have you ever tried to count something and then someone comes and talks to you? Like, what if you're sitting no, beside? I think that they keep people. I, I don't think that there's just casual conversations happening in the, the counting room. Because I've had state. that before, like uh, with you. Have, and but, I'm like, stop. Uh-huh. I'm trying to count. You know what I mean? Like. I'm trying to keep up. And like, yeah, I, I think this is, the, I think they have this down. Yeah, have you ever tried to like count your register and you're like, oh God, what was I at? I think I've got it right. I'm just telling you, this happens all the time.
But this is on a large scale project. But my point is, is that I totally understand. Okay. Like, I feel bad for these people that are having to count. And the girls who didn't get into Delta Zeta Zeta. They're fine. Because you, you, you and Anna mismatched their stats with their photographs and their GPA. It happens. You should feel horrible about I, that. I do. I do. Thank you. All right. We're recording this episode on site at Four Seasons Landscaping Company in Philadelphia, right across the street from Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did you see that whole mess? I didn't. You told me about it. I don't understand it. Explain this. I, I still don't know what happened. But the Four Seasons Hotel chain was quick to jump in on their verified Twitter account and say, listen, don't come here. <laughs> this is not where that this thing's happening. And this thing was Rudy Giuliani pitching, you know, voter fraud or, you know, just a mixed bag of everything. But they held this press conference at Four Seasons, Four Seasons Landscaping. Landscaping. Why, though? Don't know. Do you think somebody gave him the wrong Waze address or something? Like it was supposed to be at the Four Seasons and they were like, he plugged it into his Waze and ended up there and it just happened to be beside an adult bookstore? And across the street from a crematorium. Well, maybe at that point it was too late. You know, they'd potted up the live shot and here he is. Do it at the airport. Do it downtown at the Liberty Bell. But you're going to go to Four Seasons Landscaping? company across the street from the fantasy island adult bookstore i think he thought he was at the four seasons which he was just not not the right one let's connect on social media between episodes at atl cadillac at atl cadillac on instagram and twitter there's also the cadillac jack fan page on facebook and don't forget you can holler at alexa and say hey alexa play cadillac jack and the latest episode of this podcast will air for you uh your hype song on the way here today to the appen media group donna which is about 30 miles north downtown atlanta Mine was Dolly. You know, in these times that are, of desperate times where everyone's just not sure what to do, I just I just implore you to always think, WWDD, what would Dolly do? And so mine is 9 to 5 because it's just such a great song. Like anytime you hear that, you're just like, yeah, working 9 to 5, working 9 to 10, 10 to 2. The man's trying to keep me down, you know. Don't you feel that way when you hear it? I hadn't heard 9 to 5 from Dolly Parton on in years. Well, you get ready to. All the Spotify That's on right. playlist. It's going to come in right after Kanye. Okay. What was or, your earthquake or earthquake? Yeah, I do enjoy the Spotify hype song playlist because when you when you start listening to it, you're like, "Wow, well, damn, that's pretty good." Wow, that was a seg from uh, "Don't Come Home a Drinking" from the Red Land to Guns and Roses. Welcome to the damn jungle. I know. And you're just like cranking it up. I know. And because we can't play music on this podcast, we just use the the hype song playlist as a an addendum. And it includes every song that we've talked about since we launched this podcast back in uh, early January of 2020. It's like a companion piece. It is. I know. I love that. We're getting close to celebrating our one-year anniversary, you know. Mm -hmm. So we got to plan a big old anniversary show for that. Okay. We'll With start lots planning. of guests, start. dancing ladies. Okay. Wow. Here at the app media group? Yes. Okay. What was your hype song? All right. I'm going to add Walk Away Joe. Oh. <laughs> okay. Should we walk away from that one or no? Donna. I love that song, but it is a downer. <laughs> I mean, it is. I'm just going to tell you. I love that song, though. It's one of my favorite Trisha songs, but it's so sad. You know? She recorded it with Don Henley. I know. No, it's a great song. Let me circle back around to my selection. Do you want it to be She's in Love with the Boy? Because that's, now that's a great Trisha up, uplifting song. Well, I wanted it to be from one of the songwriters. It's going to be here this weekend for the Uncourt concert. Did they write that other song? Um, yes. Okay. Greg Barnhill wrote Walk Away Joe. I love Walk Away Joe, but it is just, I mean, it's just sad. Put a put a, put a pin in that for a minute. Let's circle back around to that. All right. Maybe I can come up with a, well, they don't one with a little more tempo. You know what? They don't always have to have tempo. Sometimes things call for sadder Bad songs. boys just to walk, walk away, Joe. Joe. Born to be a leaver from the, from the word go. go. We need to work on that for Saturday night. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Lest we get called up. Yes, to perform. Yes. And harmonize with uh, these three very talented singer-songwriters. We're going to talk more about that coming up. Also, in this episode, uh, you're going to hear a round, and you're going to be able to play with yourself. A round of You Can't Beat Jack is coming up during this episode. And do not forget, I am currently 6-0 and and clearly unstoppable. Undefeated. All right. And the category coming up is counting and numbers. It's and, counting and numbers based on what's going on in the world. I, mean, I failed geometry my senior year in high school, Donna. I huh? can't balance a checkbook. 
I think that's one of the things, you know, I'm trying to come up with different categories because I have people reach out to me that say, I read the, the questions too slow for you and that the categories are too easy for you. So I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. And I know, I know that uh, math is not your strong suit. So that's why you went with that category. Well, it's not all math. Okay. All right. So that's coming up. Uh, let's talk about the CMA Awards. Big night last night. Big night. Now, um, when I was watching and I, I saw, uh, I hope you're happy now, them performing that song, them being uh, Carly Pierce, and they won last night for musical uh, event of the year, but it was Carly Pierce. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Lee Bryce. That's Charles Kelly from Lady Antebellum. I thought the same thing. <clears throat> they had to sub at the last minute because Lee Bryce got COVID. I know. So that was uh, a moment that kind of had me. I'm like, wow. When he first came out, I thought, boy, that Lee Bryce has been working out. He's been, he's lost some weight. Yes. And grown tall. And got skinny jeans. You know what I mean? Turns out not the case. No. Maybe after he has COVID here for a few days and fully recovers, of course. But yes. maybe Lee Bryce, you know, uh, whatever. No Florida Georgia Line performance last night because Tyler Hubbard also tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, he is... Again, I, we've said this before, hilarious to follow on Instagram. They, Him and his wife have had a rough year. They have three kids under the age of like four. And I mean, a brand new baby. And he broke his ankle riding a motorcycle and was on a scooter and right after she had her baby. And was really not a whole lot of help there. And then he contracted COVID. And so he's now staying in his tour bus in their driveway of their house. Somebody else did that, though, too. Not, I mean, it's it's been actually kind of smart. <laughs> the, I mean, imagine if everybody had a tour bus to pull up and a previous bus to jump in. But, yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's it's equal parts sad and funny, but he'll look out the window and see the kids, and he's like, hi, waving from No, him. he's not. Okay, well, he no, is. I've seen it. No, he's not. Maybe for the, for the gram, he is. But you always me, think nefarious uh, thoughts. I don't know what that word means. It You've just, got to stop with these big, long, multi-syllable words. It's just like... Like there's some seedy undertone. He's he wants to get off his tour bus. He's sick. Yes. He wants to get back no, to his family. Doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. All right. Yes, so big performances last night at the uh, CMA Awards. Exposed to lots of music that has been created during the pandemic. The new Thomas Rhett song I'm really digging as well. Uh, the next episode of this podcast will include a complete breakdown of the winners and the biggest moments from last night, and also a conversation with Joanna Cotton, who you saw and heard perform last night with Eric Church. She killed it. Uh, and and Joanna Cotton is now on her way to North Fulton County because she's also a part of the Uncorked concert Saturday night at the Painted Horse Winery and Vineyards. Yeah, it's it's crazy that she literally went from the CMA stage to the stage here in North Fulton. First performance after the CMAs. So we're excited about uh, having her in town. And uh, we also learned Thomas Rhett and his wife Lauren are going to be hosting the CMA Country Christmas, which uh, Jennifer Nettles has done for years now. Yeah, and wasn't it that I can't remember, but did they always record that the day after the CMAs in the past? Right. Because it was, I because remember. Because all the artists are already in town. I think it was two days after. I know it was two days after because they have to turn the venue into Sanitown. Winter Wonderland. Yeah. And I remember like if you came to the show, because we always had friends who would stay after we left from the CMAs. Um, who would stay for the have, taping? Yes. And you'd have to wear like your Christmas sweater and everything. But they they turned it into Winter Wonderland. But that's kind of cool that they're doing it together. She's definitely getting some, um, she's getting some airtime since she wrote her book and everything. And I think it's cute. I think it's great. I think they'll do a good job. Morgan Wallen on the CMA Awards last night. Morgan Wallen um, spoke out on a podcast about being fired or disinvited from a Saturday Night Live. It was uh, back in October. And he says that uh, he needed a break. Now, the reason that Lauren Michaels, who is the executive producer of SNL, disinvited him just to get you up to speed real quick, is because he went to the Alabama game. I forgot who they were playing, but he went to the Alabama game and just Party. put his tongue down just a lot of throats and mm. um, just had a really, really good time. Nothing wrong with that, but we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was all over TikTok. Yeah, on the, for three, four, well, five days straight with yeah. little blonde girls at Alabama undergraduates. But there's a lot wrong Buying with some of that. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with all that. But he went away, as we've talked about, and he uh, turned his phone off. That was one of the big if, things if, he see, did. If it were only that simple. <laughs> well, I think it gave him time. He said, I mean, it was a little more than that. What he talked about was that um, he, he did understand both sides of it. He has kids, you know, he has younger people that look up to him and his actions probably weren't the best during a pandemic. Again, not the first time people, people party. I mean, he's not, he's 27 years old. He's not a 50 year old man out there doing this, a 40 year old man. He's 27. But the one thing he did say was that he has a son now and he's trying to, to do better. And, you know, so, hang on, says the woman 
who is 54 and has been to Backstreet Alley. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, on multiple occasions I think age is just a number. But, however, I was not hooking up with young college boys. Let, let the record show. So, anywho, back to Morgan Wallen. He got on his tractor. Now, if I had a tractor, I could solve all my problems. I'd get on that thing, just drive it all around the neighborhood. Okay. You know, and just think. And turn your phone off. Turn my that phone off. That's going to solve all your problems if you just turn your phone off. Well, I was telling you, I am a big believer in, I've talked to a couple of people lately who have said that, you know, this thing with the screen time where it shows you every week how much screen time you're using on social media channels and all this stuff that they have really turned their phone off at night. When they are done with work, they're turning it off because I am guilty of this. You are guilty of this. Everyone is. You sit down and you're like, I'm just going to check Instagram or social media or TikTok for just a minute. And an hour later, you know, they're, okay, somebody told me that they, their legs didn't work. <laughs> in the bathroom they were watching so much social media sitting like on the toilet that they couldn't get up they couldn't feel their legs when they got up because they go numb and they fell down and Mm. hit their head and i'm not going to tell you who this person is it wasn't you or i but it was that moment when they were like i gotta get off i I always spend way too much time on social media and i gotta tell you if my legs went numb (laughs) and i went down and hit my head porcelain i would probably be like you know what i might need to get it together a little bit do you look at your time on Sunday mornings I when do. it comes in? I don't. And, and I'm mortified. Because I, I don't care. I'm mortified. I know you don't, but I do. Because it's time away from, for me, I'm always one of those people that say, oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. I've got so much to do. You are. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are. And that was my friend's point, not the one that fell down, but another one that said, you can. <laughs> Who are these people? You, those are times when you could be doing things other than scrolling. Could be, could be but maybe right now for me, it's an escape. You know, it's I'm a not, laugh. It's I'm a not, funny meme. No, and I think you have to decide for yourself. This is not, this is not, this is what people need to do. It's just one of those things, a little self-reflection thing. You don't, it's not, that's not you right now. Who, and who says too much is too much? How, how much is too much time? I think you know. Screen that's time. the whole point. You know. If, if you're not getting other things done, but you have an hour and a half to scroll on TikTok and stuff, then you've got an hour and a half to scroll on TikTok, but you can't complain about not being able to get things done in right. a day. Right, right. You know? So what's the big, what's the highest number you've ever had? I can't remember. I think mine is per week, right? Yeah. I think mine was near 24 hours. Good Lord. (laughs) We need to find you a hobby, sir. Or job. One or the other. Yep. One or the other. Start small. One or the other. But anyways, I feel good about where he's going. And you know what? He being uh, Morgan Wallen, he just released that uh, mini movie for, uh, for the song seven summers. And it is really good. Really good. I just keep standing by, um, you know, I think this guy, I tell you, I think Morgan Wallen is as big to the format as Luke Combs. I do. Not quite yet. Now, he is on his way there. He is. I remember the first time I saw Morgan Wallen was at a country fair Mm -hmm. weekend, which was a huge music festival that the country station I worked for or worked at or with for 26 years through in the fall. And it was a day long concert. Morgan Wallen, his first song had just kind of hit and it was doing okay. Because at Country Fair, they, we would, we, they would book artists that uh, were kind of up and coming. There'd be a B-level headliner at best. But a lot of the day was filled with newcomers because you didn't have to pay for them. The label's like, listen, right. we'll give you this artist. Yeah, just to get exposure. And, and, well, and spins. But we can't talk about that. That's called pay for play. But it happens. And so Morgan Wallen was one of those artists that his label gave up. He's like, listen, take Morgan Wallen. And I remember spending time with him that day and and being impressed with him, but also knowing I wasn't a big fan of that first song. Not that it mattered. You know, my opinion certainly didn't matter, but super nice guy. But he, just like Luke Holmes, he's on that trajectory. Is that the word? Yeah. Uh, to become certainly a face of the format. And I do believe Morgan Wallen's going to be an artist that you will hear on country radio and other places where you consume country music. For life, yeah, they're just great songs because he does put out some, and, and they're not that that they're not that in that catchy, catchy corn with whiskey. Yeah, it's not that kind of vein. You know, these are really solid songs that you just they kind of I mean they they're they're just great. I mean they make you feel like if you're from a small hometown, Seven Summers, you feel it. You know what I mean? You feel it in the music. I just I think he's amazing. So I wish him the best. And you know what? Good for him that he didn't just try to. Shove it under the carpet. No, just and, turn your phone off. Yeah, just turn your phone oh, sorry, off. And get, well, and get on your tractor. Okay. Okay. President-elect Joe Biden will be the first 
president to have a rescue dog in the White House. I think that's very exciting. He has two German shepherds, I believe. They're both Germans. Yep, Champ and Major. And and Major, if if I'm right here, Major is the one that was a a, a shelter pet. And so, after the entire term with President Trump and and no pets whatsoever, uh, now pets are coming back into the White House at sixteen hundred pen. I love it because it looks like us. It looks like America. I'm not again. I'm not getting into arguments with people about. Who's, who's where and what's who. But I think it's great to have pets in the White House. You know, the Obamas had um, Bo and I can't remember the other one. They were wa- Portuguese water dogs. There's always, for the most part, there's always been pets in the White House. There was someone who had like a, oh, I'll have to look it up and I'll tell you next podcast. But he had like a an odd pet. It was an older president and it was like a lizard or something. And that was the pet in the White House. If I was there, I'd bring my beaver. All right. <clears throat> what would you bring? Uh, I would bring our hound dogs, Roscoe and Sally, and I would bring none of the cats. I would open the door and tell the three of our cats to hit the road and be well. They can't wear your mask. They can't go to Pennsylvania no, Avenue. No, no. You were at the PetSmart the other day and trying to trickery me that I you did. were purchasing a I ferret. Said, well, it was a lizard. What a ferret? A lizard. I sent you a picture and a text. I said, "Hey, we're adding this to the family." No. Yeah, it was funny just for a moment. Yeah, I thought it'd be much funnier. Often like episodes of this podcast. I knew you. And then you listen back. You're like, what the hell were we thinking that day? I think they're all funny. I knew you were going to, I knew you weren't going to go for it. Because then you'd have to clean this little cage. Not going to happen. All right. There is a reporter on MSNBC. And I would play this clip for you, but we can't. Because he, um, well, he drops the F-bomb. In this on-air blooper. And uh, this was uh, this weekend. And and so they're talking about President Trump's handling of the transition to president-elect joe biden and the anchor says to the man um we'll call him ken uh ken what have you learned so far and ken says under his breath i can't say the words Ken. no oh blank blank oh shit oh fuck is what he says live on television and then the they do the split screen uh, the, the split screen and it goes back to the anchor and it, he waits about seven seconds in complete silence. And he says, okay, uh, I think we lost Ken for a second. We'll try to get him back there. Yeah. He was cool. As a but Ken's looking down at his phone and he thinks that his connection has lost, has, has lost, but it's a hot mic. Yeah. And coming from decades in broadcasting, every microphone must be treated. As you a think? Hot mic. Well, okay. Well, we just had one and you... Well, this is podcasting. You can say anything you want podcasting for. Did you ever say anything wrong? I didn't. I, I, um, I was surprised that I did. I'm sure that something got through at some point. I it, think I I've, think I could I think I could say damn in radio, Trista Radio. I think I could say damn in hell. And that was really about it. And you had to be... You it know, had to be in the middle, kind of in context. Be, right. And it couldn't be, damn you. You yeah. know, it had to be, you know, what the hell? You know, or something like that. You yeah. could, it wasn't meant to be aggressive. Right. I remember, I've told you this before, like when I would be listening to the radio and for whatever reason, because you have to kind of be inside radio, but say I'd be driving one of the kids back or whatever, and I'd be listening to you guys in the morning and your mics were hot. Because there was one. How pro- does that happen? Uh, there was uh, one a producer. producer. Yeah. That's how that happens. There was one producer we'll who leave the mics hot and live and up. Yeah, during all the a time. commercial break. Yeah, there was one producer who just didn't get that through their head. Who will not be named. But I was always like, I would text you, and I'm like, your mic's hot because it would scare me to death. Like, not not that you were even, but you just never know what no. someone's going to say. No, and I curse, and I, I'm not I'm not necessarily proud of that. Yeah, but I, I well, curse like does. a sailor sometimes. Yeah. And I'm surprised that in, in as many years as I was behind the microphone on the radio, that something did not slip through that could have been catastrophic. Yeah. I, I think I was telling you, I think what's going Jim, on too. What do you learn so far, what sir? What do you learn? Well, uh, here's the here's the thing. I think like when okay, we were talking about this, like when everybody first started this whole zooming experience, you know, when when I'm talking way back at the beginning, when death started at what? 269 on the podcast. So everybody, you know, hooked up their little Zoom equipment. And again, if you I had been doing Zoom meetings for probably a year and a half, they're not that exciting. But when you first if you hadn't been doing them and you first started, you're like, this is kind of cool. And, you know, you were all kind of put together from the waist up. 
and you were on your Zoom call early because you wanted your boss to let you into the Zoom room and, you know, you were like ready to go. And I think as time's gone on, now you've got people laying in their chairs. I, the other day we were on a Zoom call and someone got up and just walked away from their chair, you know, and just left their chair there. Didn't even say where they were going, if they were coming back or whatever. I think people are so exhausted is just the word for 2020 of everything. You know, how many times have you heard someone in your inner circle say, I'm just so over it. I'm over everything. And now over it, it can can be Anything. one of many, many things. It could be the pandemic coming back. It could be the election. It could be counting. It could be schools. Storms, tornadoes, hurricanes. Tornadoes, hurricanes. I mean, we. Yes, like Alex Trebek and talk yes. about that. Yes. I mean, we have had it as a country in 2020. Like if you were lucky enough to remain successful through COVID, if you didn't get sick, then maybe your house got hit by a tornado. I mean, it was just like there was no safe ground. And so I think that's what's happening too with all these meetings and stuff is, yes, I'm on the Zoom meeting. Everyone's like, um, oomph for that kind of stuff. It's kind of gone down a little Damn. bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? He wants me to Zoom again? You know, stop. So poor old, poor old Ken. Make your life easier. We can help you do that. The highlight of my day is dinner time because you get to catch up with the kids. And and you, last week in a podcast, you heard us talk about Will, who is my 21-year-old son and, and Donna's stepson, although you raised him as your own. And, and he, he understands you weren't his mother, but loves you to death and respects you and um, knows that you made him into the man that he is. But Will's moving to Knoxville. So I'm losing, we, we got an open chair at the dinner table and I'm so sad about it because Will's actually leaving this weekend. Yeah, it's a tough time to go to Knoxville. Yeah, it's a tough time, but it's good. We've talked about it. He's ready to go. And the good news, if there's any light at the end of the tunnel, is it the socks? It's the socks. Yeah. I will not be matching up black socks anymore. And the other one is there'll be some leftovers from dinner affair because he loves some dinner affair. Well, Will loves food in general. Who doesn't love dinner yeah. affair, though? And we and you got a text last week from Charlotte where you said Daddy's going to do a surprise dinner, and she was like, "I hope it's dinner affair." That's how much our kids like it, and I think that's a big issue. I was actually talking to one of our friends last night and on via text, and she was asking me about dinner affair, and she was like, "My kids are super picky, and my husband's super picky." I said, "We are too. We don't get green peppers, we don't get red peppers, we don't get onions. Our meals probably sound a little bland, but that's the way we like them." And if you are a family who you've been preparing a dinner for yourself and your husband and then another dinner for your kids, which we've all been there, you're kind of like Burger King, like which way would you like it? It's a lot of work. Let Dinner Affair do that for you. Take out the ingredients that your kids aren't going to like. And I've said this before. These are really good, solid meals, but they're not frou-frou meals. No, they're not, and somebody might be thinking, well, how, how do they know I don't want green peppers? You put it in the notes. You put it in the notes. In your, in your order. Yeah. And so in each dinner or each meal that you order every month. Any ingredients that you put in the notes that your family doesn't like, they're going to be removed from every single dish that you order. Yeah, one of our kids' favorite meals is chicken tenders that they do and um, chicken parmesan. And you may say, oh, yeah, but I can make that. Can you? Do you know all the ingredients that go into chicken parm and the amount of time? So to be able to just pull that out, put it in the oven and make it in less than 30 minutes. And then we do a side of like pasta, one other side, and you're good to go. Dinner Affair, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Check them out for the first time and get $30 off your first order. Here's how you do that. Only $30 off your first order. Enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, CADDY at checkout. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table. Always 100% guaranteed. There is no contract. Contactless delivery in the Atlanta area and dinner affair shop uh, ships nationwide. Dinnerafare.com. Gift cards are popular this time of the year. Uh, they have those. Plus, uh, think about Thanksgiving coming up. They have uh, turkey breasts that are uh, prepared two different ways, both to perfection. Uh, one is a uh, like a jerk turkey, uh, which is absolutely delicious with uh, spices and rubs and things. And then the other is the more traditional uh, turkey breast seasoned just right with um, chopped rosemary and, and, and things like that. So dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com, caddy, the promo code C-A-D-D-Y. Check out for $30 off your first order. Hello. Aaron's Cadillac Jack and Donna. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Six and zero on the pack. Six and zero on the podcast with America's favorite silly little podcast game called "You Can't Beat Jack." You can't beat Jack. Hi, Aaron. Now, what mm. do you do? Did you have to like slip away from the shop? What do you do? Do you like mufflers or something? What are you I, doing? I, well, I I uh, 
I worked for an uh, equipment rental company. We were an out tractor, scissor lifts, right. um, anything and everything that you could need. Um, and I ended up taking a late lunch because of how the day worked out anyway. So it just kind of worked out that way. Perfect. I've always wanted to drive a forklift. Do you have a forklift there? Oh, we got forklifts that'll you see in the warehouse, and then we've got forklifts that'll reach, uh, that'll carry 12,000 pounds and reach 40 feet out. That's so one I need. You just come on, and we'll we'll put you on one. I cannot put, put, wait. Hey, Aaron, put some training wheels on it some bitch before she comes over there, okay? <laughs> hey, that's all right. Just that's all right. You, we just have, uh, we got harnesses, five-point harnesses. That way she can't fall out. I mean, we'll, we'll strap her down. Oh, listen, he's not worried about me falling out. He's worried about your forklift. <laughs> I'll take the tires off. On a curb, yeah. Well, I got, I got a good feeling. I think you're going to win today. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Caddy's uh, Caddy's undefeated, and he seems to always be undefeated, whether he wins or loses. Hmm, interesting. I like that take. Well, I think you're going to do well because he's not good at math, and this category is topics having everything to do with counting and numbers. And that category because? Well, because of all this counting that's going on. We've counting votes well, and counting. Well, Georgia, they're now doing uh, five, counting five million ballots by hand, they say. Yes. By next Friday. I mean, somebody better get to work. Seriously. Yeah. yeah but, well, I don't know if they have that many hands and fingers and toes. All right. Are we ready? Well, I like it. I think Aaron and I would like a test question. Oh, you want the test question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here is the test question, boys. If you have sex tuplets, how many kids do you have? Mm. Aaron, you first. Sex tuplets, I believe, would be six. I'm going to go with six, too. That's right, Aaron. Okay. All right. You just copied Aaron. You didn't know. Okay, Donna. Hmm. We got this little game going on right now. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, all right, so we've got the today's category. We know what we're doing. It is not fair for old Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you, Aaron. So why don't you ask Cadillac Jack to leave the studio? Donna, where are you? That's what? not the way that it starts, sis. Well, he already knows. Hey, if you get more questions right yeah. than Cadillac Jack, you, you have to read the script. Okay, let me start over here. Here we go. All uh, right, Aaron, if you get more questions right than Cadillac Jack, you win. If Cadillac Jack gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called. You can't. You can't beat Jack. There you go. It's called You Can't Beat That's Jack. That's not the way the script goes. <laughs> Can you read, sweetheart? Yes. It's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called what, You, what? you, you can't, can't Beat Jack. Jack. Gee whiz. All right. Okay, Aaron, here we go. It is not fair for Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you. So why don't you ask old Cadillac Jack to leave the studio? Mr. Caddy, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, sir. There we go. All right, I'm stepping on out. Tug's calling me right now, so I can talk to him while okay. y'all play. Yep. You go out there. Bye. <laughs> Okay, here we go, Aaron. Caddy is out of the studio. The 20-second timer is going to start after I ask the first question. Remember, if you don't know the answer, you can say pass because the 20-second timer will go fast. Are you ready? All righty. Yes, ma'am. Here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the famous vampire that is on the front of this sugary chocolate cereal? Count Chocula. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, or what kind of numbers? Uh, they are even numbers. The game with boxes with numbers that you played by skipping in elementary school was called Hip Scotch. Is that true or false? False. That is it. Okay, good job, Aaron. You got all three right. Very oh, good. Now, people say I, I read faster for Caddy, so I'm going to read really slow for him, okay? All right. Don't worry. <laughs> Now, I, he did great. He got three, all three that we got through right. Now, people have accused me of reading faster for you, so I'm going to read the same I don't, don't, pace. Don't, don't think about that, because then you're going to just, just read the questions. I'm going to read the same pace. Are you ready, Cadillac Jack? I'm ready. Here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the famous vampire that is on the front of this sugary Dracula. chocolate cereal? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, or what kind of numbers? Even. The game with boxes with numbers that you played by skipping in elementary school was called Hipscotch. True or false? True. Okay. Uh, what is the number derived from two cubed? Nine. Mm. That's it. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Did you even try? 
These are with f- those questions. Oh my gosh, Carl thinks these are fabulous questions. Okay. Okay, are you ready? And Aaron did too, by the way. All right, number one, what's the name of the famous vampire that's on the front of this sugary chocolate cereal? You got it wrong, and Aaron got it right. It is Count Chocula. Count. Get it? Count? Counting? I said Dracula. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my. Mm. I might be in trouble here. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Who do we appreciate? Or what kind of numbers? They are even. You both got that right. Question number three, Cadillac Jack, you didn't get right. Oh, wow. The game Aaron. With, the game with boxes with numbers that you played by skipping in elementary school was called Hip Scotch. True or false? I said true. It's hopscotch. Okay. You got that wrong. Aaron got that right. There's some trickery in this in this game today, I believe. And then you did not know. What what is the number, Aaron? This is one he got caught up on. He got wrong. Derived from two cubed. Two times three six. Two, four, six? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. What is it? Eight. Look, okay. Carl says yes. Okay, I, whatever. All right. Do you want me to do you give me the other two I questions? Don't. I, don't, I don't know. I already have a headache. What? Yeah. How old is a person? <laughs> how old is a person that is a centenarian? One hundred. Okay. What is a normal body temperature? That depends on where you go right now to have your temperature taken. Because <laughs> well, these kids at the door at Best Buy, they're going to shoot you twice with that 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 uh, infrared thermometer and. Well, here, here's really the bottom line. Here's is. the bottom line, Cadillac yeah, I know Jack. What the line is. Aaron got three right, and Cadillac Jack, Aaron only got two right. You are our first winner. I'm so excited. Hey, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited. Oh my that gosh. Caddy's going to send you something a t shirt, a cup. There's something. No, the prize is playing the game. Well, he'll send you something. There, no, I won't. Aaron, don't, get your, don't, be, don't be sitting by the mailbox. <laughs> I ain't sending you crap. I mean, I don't have anything to send. I don't. I love Aaron. I don't have anything to send. What do you mean to send him? Okay, but he does get to say those magical words. You do. You do, Aaron. Okay, go here ahead. we go. Go ahead, Aaron. Mm, I just beat Caddy. Yeah. Tell him your we're name and where are you from. That, yeah. Tell him your name and where you're from. This has just been an absolute. My name, <laughs> my name is Aaron Gresham. I'm from Bethlehem, Georgia. And you just took old Caddy down. Oh, you just beat Jack. Fantastic. All right. So I just beat Jack. All right. No, quit quoting, Aaron. And, and fair and square. I mean, and Aaron was confident hey. in his answers. You should have heard him. He was like, true. Yes, true. He knew it. He was on it. You, Absolutely. You were well, shaking. I have young, I have young kids, so the chocolate cereal one just kind of I may or may not have some in my uh, pantry. So. Well, of all the questions that I thought old Cadillac Jack would get right, that would be one be about it. a sugary uh, <laughs> sugary cereal. <laughs> Me too. I knew the math was going to. I bet you've never played hopscotch, have you? Did Don, you play hopscotch? Why you do this? Did you ever play hopscotch? I don't know. Is that where you went on one foot and you yes. jumped? I doubt it. Not well, anyway. Not well. <laughs> no, I hit I hit the ground a lot. Yeah, I did. I had uh, I had. Uh, what are those jeans? Tough skins. Tough skins as a young child. Didn't get a whole lot right. of exercise. All right, so I fall to five and one, six and one, five and one, six and one. Six and one. Great job, Aaron. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're play, we'll play, man. Where uh, Where do the kids go to school? Uh, they go to Bethlehem Elementary School. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah, got one in pre-K and one in third grade. Fantastic. Oh, you're man. busy. Oh, well, thank you for listening to us, and we appreciate your um, support. And I just appreciate you winning. Yeah, congratulations on the win, man. Well played. Well played, Aaron. Have a great uh, have a great rest of your day, and we appreciate you giving us a little time. And thanks for your support. All right. Absolutely, y'all. Y'all have a great, wonderful rest of the week. You thanks, too, man. Aaron. All right, that's Aaron from Bethlehem, who takes me down with you can't be Jack. Did you come up with those questions in the car on the way here? No, I spent a lot of time Did on these you? questions. They're very creative. Get it? Counting, count chocula, numbers, hopscotch. Are you kidding me? These are like some of the best questions ever. You're just mad because you lost. Is that it? Yeah. You're going to be all glum about that for a while. I'm going to have to deal with that. Cheerleading you up. Get you back on all your right, feet. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm take you know what would get you off your feet? If you had a nice, a nice recliner. recliner. Yeah, no kidding. Which it is almost time for you to get a new recliner. So we're going to go up and see Gallery and get you one. Maybe that's your Christmas present. Every man deserves a nice recliner. And let me tell you something Gallery has rows and rows and rows of them. They have power recliners, they have the ones that you, you know, manually put your feet up on. They have different styles, different fabrics. And the thing about the some of the recliners that they have is they're not those weird traditional recliners where you always wanted to get it out of your room and just hoping your husband wouldn't see in it. They fit perfectly with other pieces of furniture that you have because they look really stylish now. And on top of the recliners, they have large sectional couches, which you're going to need to get through the holidays to watch all these Christmas movies, open presents, have the in-laws over. We're going to be spending a lot of time in our houses. We still are. So you really want to try to make your house as comfortable and as much of a home as possible. And Gallery's got 
everything for you. And they do financing on site. If you're not at the point where you can take your whole room and pay for it, go up and see Donna and them and they'll work with you and handle the financing. Fleet of trucks to deliver your stuff too. You can pick it up the day of. I see people up, uh, I'm up at gallery quite a bit and I see people do that all the time. They just bring the trucks and, and, and load up and take their stuff home. If you go to a big box retailer right now and try to order, um, you know, uh, say a couch or a sectional or, a you know, a, a new master bedroom set or, or suite, uh, chances are they're going to say, listen, uh, we can have it to you by president's day. And that I think is February, 2021. Not sure. That's, that's how far behind those, those type businesses are the big brick and mortar type uh, stores gallery furniture is a locally owned business they have trucks arriving all the time with brand new product whatever you're looking for you're going to find at gallery furniture 1600 browns bridge road gainesville ask for donna and of course the wolfman legacy lives at gallery furniture number one alabama at lsu not being played this weekend number five texas a&m at tennessee not being played this weekend nor is georgia missouri i mean really all SEC games postponed due to COVID nineteen. I mean, it just—it's just—it can't. It just sometimes you think like, can the news get any worse? I mean, to t- take away everything in our SEC football. Although I'm thinking this may give the dogs a weekend to brush up on some, like maybe they can work out at home and figure out some new plays and stuff. You were appalled this week to learn that Mike Tyson used a prosthetic penis. <sighs> Well, Donna, that's what it's called. Okay. To pass a drug test. Now, you know, Mike Tyson always insisted that he never used steroids, but he was not above using his kid's pee to fake a drug test. And he even thought about using his wife's pee. But you're going to hear in this clip why she warned him not to do that. We were talking earlier before we came in here about the Wizenator, yes. which was a prosthetic. You put clean urine yeah, in it. No, I put my baby's urine in it. Oh, I'm just, my and God. I'm, 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 just hoping, I'm just hoping that one day I use my wife, and my wife said, baby, you better not hope that he comes back pregnant or something. <laughs> yeah. And I said, no, I said, we ain't going to use you no more. We're going to use the kid because I got scared that it might come back pregnant. Mike, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. on a podcast. We've joked about this too. Have guests. Even you hear Mike Tyson right there. People that are guests on a podcast, they'll say anything. They just tell it all. Because they forget, they forget that they're recording and they think they're just having a conversation. Okay, here's the thing. Yes. Does Chris Holcomb have this thing? What is that called? Chris a, Holcomb. A whizinator, a whizometer? What is Chris it? Chris is our meteorologist at our NBC affiliate. What NBC. is it though? He has a whizometer, doesn't he? <laughs> He's always got that little circle, chestly or whatever. They've got that little circle up there and they're telling you on the whizometer what the weather's going to be. Carl, I want to listen to the front of this clip one time. Earlier before we came in here about the Wizenator. Yeah. Wizenator oh. is the, the prosthetic penis. The Wizometer. Chris Holcomb does not have that. Well, we don't that know. We know <laughs> He's got a Wizometer. But not a Wizenator, Don. A Wizenator. This is appalling from start to finish. Okay? Tell me why. Okay, well, let's just start with the basics. He has to get a prosthetic penis. You can order them. Amazon has them. I don't even want to know how or why. And then you have to get it to match your skin color because what we have found out from Who's re- we? reading further myself down this rabbit hole that there, when you are a sports figure and you have to do a drug test, that there is a, a person, an auditor who comes into the bathroom with you to make sure that you're not using someone else. You don't pull urine out of a bag or something to use it. So it all has to match up. Let's just say that. So. You know, the person's got their clipboard out. They've got to see if everything matches up. Like the skin tone is what yes, you're saying. Yes, accordingly. And then, okay, so that's bad enough. <laughs> and then the man is going to use his wife's urine, but then he wises, you know, he, he gets a second, he whizzes up and he gets a second wind <laughs> and decides that, in fact, she could be pregnant. And then Mike Tyson would somehow be pregnant. So he decides, you know what? I think I'm going to take it one step further and I'm going to use my Baby, my child's urine. There's money to be made on the black market for selling clean urine. But that is just, it's it, from start to finish, it is probably one of the most appalling stories I think I've ever heard. Donna Choke, that is. And I've heard quite, a lot. I, you have, and I, I think I'd redact that. I, I don't think that that's you're probably gonna harvest, even the top 50. Okay, you're going to harvest your child's urine to pass a drug test. <sighs> I'm not going to harvest my child's urine, but I've harvested other urine to pass a drug test before. Okay, well, do tell. Okay. Huh? We're oh, here. On multiple occasions. We've got the what? We have the room for an hour. I don't have a whizometer. Or oh my god! Please stop. <laughs> Chris Holcomb didn't loan me his whizometer. Uh, back in college, yeah. I was on probation. Please stop talking. What? You've got to stop talking. Who was not on probation in college? Me. Okay. 
Carl? 60% of the room? 80, 80% of the room? 33%. Whatever it is. And I just screwed up and failed. Don't know jack with math. I can get that right. The two of you are 30, or 66%. I'm 33%. The assumption that everyone has used someone else's urine is just is, is equally as appalling. I didn't say that. I just said most people have been on probation. Okay, again. For a very simple charge, Donna, at Western Carolina University. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I'd prefer not to. Okay. So then you had to harvest someone's urine. There's always somebody in the fraternity that's clean. There's that one or there's one one or two, maybe three dudes. Not not at the teaks at Western. I think we actually had to go outside our fraternity when we needed clean urine. Oh my like god. Like we had to go see the pie caps or something. So how's that go down? Huh? You knock on the door, hello, hi. Yeah, we need some urine. Fill what? this up. Yeah, absolutely. What do you pay them for that? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, inflation, I don't know what it would be now. I don't know what clean urine costs now compared to what it did back in and 90. What did you take it in like a little two, bag? A Ziploc bag. And then you had to go to the convenience store. This is appalling, In Carl. downtown Silva, North Carolina. You had to go to the convenience store next to the PO. Because there's only one PO officer, one probation officer in Jackson County, North Carolina, which is where Western Carolina is. I bet he was busy. She. Mm. And, um, she, so you would go like, uh. For your monthly check-in? Right. Everybody would go together Mm -hmm. because everybody had to go check in. And so you would go next door like it was an Amco or Sunoco or something, and you would would heat it up in the microwave. You have got to stop talking. (laughs) Well, I'm serious, though. You'd heat it up in the microwave. Heat your urine in the microwave. What my urine? Because I'd have been taken straight to jail. He Jim's urine. So what do you tell the guy that's running the Sunoco? Excuse me, I've got to heat up my lemonade. A burrito? It's in a it's bag. It's in a Ziploc bag, Donna. What if it blew like up it's and happened. urine That's went happened. all over the that has microwave? That has happened. You had to be very careful because urine heats quickly. And you had to factor in travel time from the campus or from your fraternity house to the probation officer's office, which was in downtown, Silva. And that was about an eight, nine-minute ride. And so if the urine from the SIG uh, EP was already cooled then then you had to it was just a very it was a very delicate dance with the microwave and heating up clean urine but it happens i wonder if joe rogan's ever like me right now just looking at the other person like are you freaking kidding me right now you would heat another person's urine to avoid jail time yes now the crazy story about that is uh, is it can it get worse i'll tell you quickly mm-hmm. my mother was from that area Born and raised, Grammy, my mother, in Jackson County in Western North Carolina. And so she knew everybody in town, including my probation officer. What was her name? Because we recently found my paperwork from when I was on probation. I had no idea that was tied to the urine. Okay, well, I just, you didn't, but I just shared that with you Mm because I'm very transparent about everything. Mm -hmm. So my mother was coming up to see my sister and I. My sister, uh, Jujana, also went to Western Carolina. We were there for like a year at the same time. Was she on probation? Uh, probably so. Mm-hmm. And so um, she probably also got her clean urine from the, the, the cigarettes. But mm-hmm. so my mother had so Valentine's Day around that area. My mom stopped at like the Rite Aid and to get my sister and I some chocolates and a card. And she runs into some woman that she went to high school with who read the Silver Herald. And they had a police blotter in the Silver Herald newspaper. And I had made it with my um, slight. Uh, uh, indiscretion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. At a football stadium. Mm-hmm. And so it made the Silver Herald. So mom's in there and she's like, oh my goodness, are you Jane Long? And Jane's like, yes. And my mother didn't have dementia at the time. And so she was like, uh, you know, hi, Carol Johnson. Oh my gosh, class of whatever. So nice to see you. Carol says to my mother, I see where Hyde's doing great things. No, it wasn't that because obviously that wasn't a great thing. I'm reading about Hyde at Western in the paper. Oh boy. And my mother's like, yes, we are so proud of him. He's doing such big things. He was so proud of him. And she said, I don't think we read the same article, Jane. Oh, dear. Yeah. And so my mother drives straight to the turning house at Western and is like raising hell because she was embarrassed, obviously, that that someone that she went to high school with called her out trying yeah. to buy me a, 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 a big heart, a Whitman sampler or something, oh, you know, for, for Valentine's Day. Was that overwhelming for you, Donna, this story? Kind of. I um, now I was never on probation, but I will we'll take a little sidecar for one second. And I did... I have transported a liquid into the UGA game. I did. Well, that's why I got in trouble yeah. for transporting something into the stadium. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. So my, I was dating a guy who was in a fraternity and you know how you, you at the time at Georgia SEC games, you would wear dresses and like nice, the guys would dress up. 
And so we, he wasn't me. He wanted to bring in some Evan Williams. And so we put it in a plastic bag and he was like, put it in like up under your, you know, cause I had a long, it was a longer dress, like up under your dress and just get it in. They won't, cause they pat you down, but they won't pat you down. Well, they did. And the Evan Williams broke. Like and they water were, broke. Yeah. And they were like, ma'am, is there something you need to tell us? I go, oh my gosh, my water broke. Oh. And they're like, well, it reeks of liquor. And I got thrown out and they went in the game. That's when you need one of those memes that says, girl, you're better than this. You know, don't stay with him. But I did. Kids just make good decisions. Seriously. Make good choices in life. What a mess we are. So pop peeps for this episode. I, I had several people reach out to me. It was so, it was, I, I got such great support from, from other parents uh, about Will moving and Will moving away. And I'm not going to call these parents out because a lot of them shared very personal stories with me. And I just want you to know if you were one of those, uh, it meant the world to me. Yeah. And, and thank you for not only your support of the podcast and our family, but uh, also uh, making me feel a little better about Will moving out. Yeah, it's a tough uh, and, time. And, and it's starting a new chapter in his life in, yeah. in Knoxville. So it meant the world to me that he took the time to reach out uh, about that. Let's check the voicemail text line. Oh, no. You can reach out to me anytime. It's probably Grammy on there. And she was calling my mother, I swear. It's like a sixth sense. She calls. I swear, every time we sit down to record an episode, I look down and Grammy's calling. Uh, come straight to my phone when you call 770-464-6024. Leave a voicemail or a text message and nothing. Okay. Well, people are busy oh. right now. We have a small <laughs> ask of you. In addition to calling the voicemail text line. Yes. If you are able, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. New episode of Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider uh, just dropped. You'll find it in your library. Uh, it was an episode that we recorded entirely on the road in real time. I loved that we episode. We were goofy and we were punchy because it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. We went to Duncan and uh, everything that we bought was paid for by the car in front of us. Uh, like so a nice. Tahoe in front of us. And I want to congratulate my buddy, Phil Ritchie, who is now Detective Phil Ritchie. And we talk a lot about that. He is now a detective. It's great. And is like busting up drugs. I love it. Up here. And of course, we had beautiful canine Raider with us as well. So check that out. Yeah, it was a fun episode. With uh, Ritchie and Raider. Uh, rate and leave five-star reviews of the podcast. Number three, show our sponsor some love. Gallery Furniture in beautiful downtown Gainesville. And also Dinner Affair. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. $30 off your first order. Enter the promo code. Caddy, guests of the Cadillac Jack, my second app podcast, stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon, steps to world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen uh, for everything that he does. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.